Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Yeah, alongside us, Gary Birkinshaw from Central Coast Cricket, one of the world's best administrators. Birko, good morning to you. And a couple of games last night, as I mentioned, that were rain-affected in this regional bash, which is the T20 format. Unfortunately, the local girls went down, but hope, hoping they bounce back this morning. Yeah, look, it was a good start last night for the for the carnival. There was a lot of people down here, and the, as uh, Butte said, a fantastic facility for cricket. And, uh, yeah, unfortunately, as has been the case the last week or so the rain sort of come in late and uh reduced the game the second innings back to 15 overs 15 overs um which was good we got the game in but central coast they put up a good performance batting first uh, amy cunningham a good 61 but just went down uh, to a, a northern inland side which also contains a number of central coast girls as well so but they're looking forward to newcastle today with the way with the way the weather is at the moment it's overcast at the moment are we likely to spend more time trying to play as opposed to you know holding off yeah, the, yeah, you're right there. But it's the beauty we've got with this facility is that the, the drainage is so good. So all the wickets are covered. They're really well prepared by the curators and that here. So as long as it stops raining, it, it doesn't even rain heavily. We'll, we'll be out there playing. The girls just love it. They've travelled from all over the northern part of the state. They just want to play cricket. Yeah, yeah just looking at the uh, northern inland side, uh, you know, they only lost one wicket. And uh, Emily Cross, the best of the, of the batters, 32 off 35, and that included five fours. Yeah, look, she batted, batted really well as well. She's uh, from Narara, so she's a Narara girl. And, uh, uh, look, the Central Coast girls dropped a couple of catches, which, which could have made things a little bit difficult. But in saying that, though, the ball was a little bit slippery and the girls were very nervous. So Emily Cross, very, very good player. She plays first-grade cricket in, uh, in Sydney for Northern Districts uh, on a Sunday. So very good player. And, and look, they, they were too good. But our girls really enjoyed the experience. What about Tara Craig? Sorry, Butes, I know yeah, you wanted cool. to jump in there. Tara Craig, three for ten off her four overs. Yeah, she's a Tamworth girl, so one of the, the Northern Englands. And she did really well opening the bowling and uh, uh, got a couple of wickets early and, and then really puts the pressure on on the Central Coast batters. Brigo, tell us a bit about the tournament itself. You know, is this the first time it's been played up here and, you know, what's the history behind it all? Right, it's a bit of a historic occasion for this time. This is the first time they've actually played a multi-day carnival for the, for the female country championship. So in the past, it's been going now, this is the third year. The first two years were, were a knockout based mm-hmm. um, and we... Uh, we've been knocked out. Central Coast has been knocked out in the first round both times. So this time, though, it's multi-day. They get to play three games in a round-robin format, and and so which will be really good. They'll be better today than what they were yesterday. So there's two pools. There's eight, there's eight, eight zones in in, uh, in all. So we've got four, uh, four teams playing in the northern pool that's here. There's a southern pool that's being played down in Canberra. And then the top two sides of each pool then go and play a finals day at North Sydney Oval uh, in, in February. Uh, I mentioned about the juggernaut that is Newcastle and the Hunter, but they went down last night as well. Yeah, look, the Coffs, Coffs Chargers that's up around Coffs Harbour, they are one of the one of the strengths in, in female cricket. So they actually made the final last year, got beat by Canberra in the final. So out of all of them, they would be expected to be the... The, the favourites probably of this of this carnival. So to them to beat to beat Newcastle was, was probably not so much of an upset, but uh, probably the the magnitude of how they did it probably was. Hey, but yeah. sorry to interrupt. No, looks like a bit of Tony Gregg activity going on out there. Uh, uh, is there's some a... there's some studying happening out there on the wicket. Yeah, the key. Someone's got the key out. They're going to try and put it into the pitch and see what happens. Yeah, absolutely. Elderly gentleman as well there, <laughs> Snowy. 
Snowy, look at him. He's, he might be marking out his run-up. <laughs> Interesting, guys. The, the bloke on the cura- on the roller there is the doyen of curators on the Central Coast, Paul D. He's been doing it at, at Lizaro at Sawyer Park there for, for many, many years. and He loves it, so he does Sawyer Park, comes out and does here as well. The heavy roller or the... That, that the he said it's too heavy. He's going to have to take some water out of the, the, the drums. He reckons it's just a bit too heavy. Right, gotcha. Mate, just in terms of the format, you know, the fact that they're playing a round-robin type thing now, it's obviously... A much, I would imagine, a much better format for the players. At least they're getting some, you know, actual genuine time here. Because if you know you're out in the first round, then it's it's a long way home. Yeah, exactly right. So so over the two days, you get to play the three games. And I've always said to our girls, there are only a lot of them. That all we're the only side here out of all the eight zones that are playing that just picks players wholly and solely that to be eligible to play in the Central Coast, you must play cricket in the local competitions. Well, the other, well, we're, you're able to pick girls who play in Sydney, and, but they come from your area. But to grow the women's game here, we say you yep. must play cricket here. So, so it's it's a real it's a step up for these girls who some of them have been playing a long time and and um, to get in, to play the first game, but they'll be better by the third game. And we've got we'd have three or four girls who are 16 or under in our side. Hey, Gaz, what was the knock like from Anita Handano at the top of the order for Coffs Charges? 46 off 40, but six fours. So just a bit of a swashbuckling knock at the top of the order. Yeah, very, very good player. She's 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 a Sydney... uh, she plays all her cricket in Sydney, so she's one of the elite players in this... this, playing in this competition this weekend. So fantastic, and yeah... you can just tell with the women, those who've been playing for a longer period of time, the better they stand out in, in this, this competition because the, the difference between the top and the bottom is, is quite significant at this stage, given it's only, a, it's only women's cricket in country level is only, only in its infancy. It's yeah. funny you say that because Michael just said to me off the air about the Matildas, yeah. and he said the gap between the top, which is the USA, mm. and where we are, like oh, you it, saw that across the two matches? It's significant. I, I can see it clearly. Um, and it's a real shame that, you know, where we're positioned and how strong the Matildas have become. It's, the, you know, it's pretty obvious why we've only beaten the US only the one time in the last 30-odd games because the gap is massive. And, you know, we've got some serious work to do, the Australian uh, Matildas, if they want to close that gap. And, you know, the World Cup coming up in 2023... There's some, is it 23? 23? Yeah, yeah 23. Mm-hmm. They've got some serious work to do. And, and, you know, obviously time allows that to happen, and I think we're going to see that here with the cricket. Yeah. You'll, that time will uh, will give yeah. you the opportunity for these girls to get that experience. Yeah, I think it's important. You look, look at how the Central Coast has evolved just over the three years of this carnival that's happened. So the first year it was a very ageing... With not being disrespectful, but very an ageing list. Last year was, was an older play as well. This year we've actually changed the selection process where we've actually got more and more younger girls coming through that that'll that'll see us improve and improve as, as years go on. I said we had four four girls who are who are sixteen and under um, who are really good players. They will be good players going forward, but they're still as I said, still in their infancy, their first yeah. major representative carnival, and you get to play against like Anita Handona, who are really good players. They wouldn't have come across that in the local competition. And the other thing, here, we're playing on turf turf wickets here. Central Coast they play on synthetic, mm. so so that's a big a big step up as well. So just the learning that these girls will take away from the carnival is is, you know, is paramount. We think that uh, you know it's a challenge for Central Coast kids to go and play sport in Sydney. Imagine being a Coffs Harbour player, and uh, uh, maybe she's down there for study, uh, but who knows? But that, that's a real challenge for someone on the mid-north coast. Well, I spoke to one of the mothers of one of the players here um, yesterday. So they live, at, um, live in Maitland, and her daughter plays cricket for St George Women's Cricket. So they, she goes down every... She's been doing this for 15 years, of travelling down to Sydney 
every week for training. Wow. Every Saturday, every Sunday, sorry, for games. And just, it's a, you know, they're getting back. And, and some girls, there's one girl who even comes from Yamba to go down to Sydney and play cricket. So and imagine it, if you went out for a golden duck. <laughs> exactly. But imagine sitting there, they like, when, when, when you the game's over, the boys are ready, let's go, let's go into the, into the club for a, for a sherbet. And all you got to think is, I've got a four-hour trip back home. Yeah. yeah. So that the commitment of some of these girls is, is just incredible because they, they have to do that to play women's cricket. So that's all that's available. Just on a side note, yeah. I did see on MBN television last night that uh, there's a race day coming up soon, uh, and the the feature race is the Philip Hughes, oh. the, the Philip Hughes 1,000 meters uh, up on the Mid North Coast. Yeah, how good how good is, is that? Like, uh, it's not good. It's, it's a tragic news. But it was um, just the other day they had the anniversary. Had his birthday during the week as well. Yeah. And uh, um, yeah, it's fantastic. It'll never be forgotten, especially up around that around that area. But it won't be forgotten I, anywhere. And, I, I still remember driving through there. It was around Christmas time before the new motorway went through, and and it was you had to light up for Philip Hughes. So every car that drove through around Christmas had its lights, lights on, on. In, in memory. Yeah, yeah, yeah fantastic young player and. Um, yeah, gone way too soon. Berger, I want to touch on the difference between the synthetic pitches and the turf pitches and, and how significant it is for these young players to adapt to that. What it is, so, okay, so the synthetic is, is obviously the synthetic grass on a concrete wicket. So the bounce is predictable. The pace of the pace of the ball coming through is very predictable. So the ball will bounce higher yep. and it'll sit up easier for the for the batsman, even for the bowlers. If you bowl it a bit shorter, it'll sit up, get up higher. So on turf wickets, a little bit more predictable, unpredictable, a little bit lower. Um, and if you get it into the wicket there, it comes through at, at varying paces. So it, a lot of the women are very good at hitting across the line, which is all right on synthetic, but once you play on turf, it becomes very because the ball doesn't bounce as high. Ah, so, gotcha. Um, and leaving the Central Coast girls, like yesterday when they bowled, they bowled too full, which enabled the girls to just come, come through and, and drive it. While if they had to get it into the wicket more, it makes it harder to play. Are you likely to get more movement off the... Uh, Turf pitch as opposed to the synthetic. Yeah, definitely, definitely. That that's the benefit of the turf. That's why everyone loves playing on turf. The bowl, the ball moves around more. The bowler, yep. if you're a bowler on synthetic, it becomes very, very. Um, it can become very predictable and hard work. And the conditions today, will we see a lot of swing movement with the the overcast conditions? Yeah, yeah. They should be with overcast. They should be able to get the ball to swing. They use the pink ball as well, which certainly oh, okay. swings around a, a bit as well. So it'll be a good good day for bowlers out there today. And um, but. As, well, in relation to T20 cricket, it's pretty hard work, and the wickets are very, very good. And a uh, bit of a southeasterly breeze, I feel, at the moment, so you might want to be steaming in from the southern end. Yes, well, last night they were coming down, there was a big breeze down one end, and the bowls were, was, would come running in. And, and you'll be surprised when you have a look at the day at some of these girls, actually how they bowl is, is quite amazing. Could you uh, preview the first game that we're going to see? So our Central Coast girls up against Newcastle. Yeah, right. So it should be, well, it's always Central Coast-Newcastle rivalry. Um Probably Newcastle probably a little bit of edge on experience in, in this set, but our girls will they what they didn't do well yesterday they, they got 106 but we had a good start with Amy and, and Alyssa Andrews they got us to 59 off, off just over I think it was 11 overs but then we just really collapsed we lost three wickets for no runs and if you have a look through our middle I think I think between batter number four and eight, I think they might have scored six runs between them so that mm. what that did put we were in a good position to really accelerate we then we then fell away and and to get 106 we were probably probably 20 or 30 runs short of what we needed to be. So we needed to fix that part. And then with the ball, we we dropped a couple of catches. Fielding probably wasn't as high, but I'll, I'll, give, them a, I'll give them an excuse in the fielding, given that it was a, it was raining, the yep. ball got a bit damp. So, so with the bowling and fielding, you'll probably give them a bit of, a, bit of an excuse for yesterday. But if, if they can improve that... It's interesting, mate, with the format of the 2020, and, you know, you probably we've probably seen it change over the years, and, and I don't know whether we've... well. 
you know, people have come up with their different formulas and, and ways in which to work the game out. Um, have we seen that in the women's game as well, where they're still adjusting to understand how it, it how it is best to play the 2020 version? Actually, you've, you've really hit, you've nailed it there, Butch. Is, is from the women's game is because they haven't actually been brought up from yes. five years of age. The little nouses of cricket, the things that you learn as you come through the ages, whether it be captain or player, where you stand, where you bowl, what, what batsman does, if they open their hands, they'll go there. They just they don't know that part of the game. So to evolve the game at the moment, it's they would play the same T20 cricket as they would play 50-over cricket. If Correct. they had to play two-day cricket, it's all the same. They haven't sort of adapted to it because they just to them it's just we bat and we bowl and then yeah. what the outcome happens is at the end of the, the time well, I've seen it with you know the big bash um, and the coverage that they have where you get that insight where you've got a captain who's talking through you know what's coming up what what sort of, what type of ball will you get, what type of ball are you going to bowl to this batsman what the batsman's expecting the bowler to bowl like it's just unbelievable that they're breaking that down so much Gary Birkinshaw the organizer here at Tugra the regional bash is underway it started last night and uh, continues this morning with the Central Coast girls up against Newcastle and both games are underway in fact we'll pass the microphone to Gary Birkinshaw uh, the organizer from Central Coast Cricket and Tara Craig is steaming in on the northern field and uh, we've got runs here so this game is between Northern Inland and Coffs. Both of these teams winners last night. Yeah, they were. So this is the unbeaten side. So it should be a really good good contest. So you've obviously got Coffs char- charges. They're based up around the Coffs Harbour at North Coast area. And uh, Northern Inland's made up of, of around Tamworth, Gunnedah. And there's a few Central Coast girls have been called in to uh, talk about the numbers. They had a few withdrawals late. So... But uh, both very good winners last night. And young Tara Craig, she got three for ten yesterday in her, uh, her first match. Yeah, off her four overs, so bowled very, very well. And this is a... She's bowling to Anita Handona, who you spoke about earlier. Oh, a little edge there. Educated edge. Very well played. Yet yeah, down to third man for a single. Yeah. So uh, your daughter's also playing. How, how do yeah. you feel uh, juggling that role as an organiser, but also a, a proud dad? Oh, I look very proud of proud of her. She's only been playing for for a couple of years now, but um, but really enjoys her cricket. She actually loves it and uh, can't can't train enough. And just we played out here. She's to her, it's all experience. She's only she's only just turned nineteen, so here it's just go. a big experience for her. So um, here we go, mate. Looks like we've got another no ball. That's on the Central uh, Coast game. Yeah, yep. yeah, and uh, we've got a free hit coming up. So let's see if. She's about to uh, open up the shoulders and uh, unleash. I'll tell you what else we've got. With Newcastle, we've got a 14-year-old who's been their opening batsman, which is incredible. Which would be one of the girls here, I would imagine, would be opening the batting because there's the two opening bats. I'll just have a quick look, actually. Number four looks like she's uh, young and looking for an opportunity. Well, yeah. just yeah. just a few moments ago, Tom Anderson told us that uh, at the tender age of 14, I mean, that that is amazing, Buttes, and uh, yeah. last night she was sensational. So, play is underway. Uh, could you give us your predictions? And you'll have to whisper this because I, I think they could almost hear you from where where we are. Exactly. Well, I think as I, I think I said, I reckon Coffs Chargers will win the and win the championship. Um, I think they are. I think they'll be the better side. Um, I do like the Northern Inland side with the with the mix now of a few of those Central Coast girls. Certainly made them very strong. But Newcastle, you can't ride them up. They're very. Um, they're very strong also. And Central Coast, it's a good learning for our, for our girls. If you want to go over to the Central Coast girls and just mention what Tom said, 
He reckons he's in the penthouse up there in Newcastle. Yeah. And he said, we're evenly balanced down here on the Central Coast with a chip on each shoulder. <laughs> well, that'd be right. That'd be, that'd be pretty true, yeah. <laughs> oh, That's spoken like a true Newcastle. I've got to say, uh, Burke, it's a good start from the Central Coast girls the, from the bowling performance. Uh, not too many runs coming off the bat, and they're keeping it really tight. Yeah, it's just mate. So the, the girl who opened the bowling, she was, she's 15. This is Piper Hook. She's 16 years of age. So just just watch the development of women's cricket. They're coming in now, and she's, she bowled with reasonable pace on that and just oh, a good a play and miss. And, yeah. Nice little bit of outswing. So but, yeah. but they've started better today than what they did yesterday. So yeah. obviously, the, obviously a little bit more relaxed, got one game under their belt. And one of the things that, that Jade came home and said last night was quite um, it was quite interesting. She said, well, you know what, Dad, I feel a lot more... She was so nervous yesterday. I feel a lot more comfortable today because, you know, bowlers bowl bad balls like I do. They get hit for four and they bowl some wides and some people get out for outscoring the same to me. So all of a sudden, she, she had the expectation that it was so much... So much higher, yeah. but today she's a lot more relaxed because she knows. Well, you know they make mistakes like I do, and so my best is as good as what they are. So, well, it's... we just had a conversation off the air about you see it in numerous sports where sometimes you'll see a team get blown off the park early, but then in the next two or three quarters, it's pretty even because yeah. suddenly a good player realizes, ah, that's where the standard is, and I need to rise to it. Yeah. And so, quite often you'll see, you know. A six or seven goal first quarter in sports like AFL, mm. the rest of the game's pretty even because a good player can step up. Yeah, and that's right. Another example of that perfectly, Steve. You just see a player who just, no matter what class of football, they just keep getting better and better yeah. and better stand. You might look at them playing at club football and you think, oh, gee, they'll struggle at the next level. But the next level they go up to, they're always able to adapt and, 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 and reach the standard that's required at that next level. So that's well, a nice shot there. Oh, yep. Yeah. Oh, beat the field. This could get to the boundary, and it has. That's that's first our first four. For the yeah, day. Nice Fantastic. Shot. How good is that, well, Steve? Butes, this is the sport that you absolutely love. Our listeners might not know it, but you will uh, you'll watch the Boxing Day test all day, every day. Is that correct? Yeah, 100%. And if, Big bash. Whatever's going on the cricket. I love the cricket. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, you know, I guess I was always brought up watching it at home and whatever else. But, yeah. I don't mind the cricket. I don't. I don't like the fact that you've got to stand out there for six hours a day. That doesn't appeal to me at all. But I'm happy to sit at home and watch it on. Is Twitter. it a sport you played? I played a little bit when I was younger. Not at any great heights, that's for sure. But um, and everybody always played backyard cricket at home. That was always the uh, you know around Christmas time, bit of backyard cricket. Uh, but yeah, it's good to see the girls out here doing their bit. Uh, Burko, can we ask you about WBBL07, the final yep. last weekend, and yeah. what, what were your thoughts about Perth getting the win? Yeah, look, I thought they were probably the better side, especially in the back half of the competition. When you've got Beth Mooney and um, Devine at the top, and Sophie Devine at the top of the order, they just got them off to such a fantastic start. And, and Alana King with her leg spin was also very good. But a lot of the strikers did well. They come virtually from the elimination final to get all their way to, to the final, and they put up a good show. But I don't think you can knock Perth. I thought they were the best side. I remember Lauren saying that she thought Adelaide were going to go on and because they had such momentum going into that final. And yeah. like you said, they've come from... Zero to hero now, and uh, it was yeah. a great performance from yeah. the Strikers, considering where they were. Yeah, exactly, exactly right. And that, you know, and, and you know, it's an interesting format. But I think, I think the format, I think the format works where you know the top side got the benefit, the second side got the next benefit, and then the, if you finished third, fourth, you had to win every game. You had to yeah. beat, you had to beat everyone to make it. Yeah, so. I, I think that's important. And, yeah. uh, it, it was another great season, the, the WBBL, and, and you know what, we're seven seasons strong, and it's great to see the game continues to grow. And, and I'm really looking forward to the men's competition kicking off. Uh, in the next couple of weeks. Um, it's well, actually, one... starts tomorrow. Tomorrow. Oh, oh, there yeah. you go. There you go. <laughs> with the, I reckon the, the, the WBBL, it just gets better and better every year. Yeah. I think from a BBL perspective, I think where we where we lack at the BBL, we lack that star power 
in the, in the competition, whether that be from internationals coming and playing the game. We can't get our international test players, they, our best yeah. players don't play because there's no window for it. And uh, So you, oh. yeah, there's a wicket there. Grace Dignam's just bowled. And that's that uh, Anita Honda. And there's a wicket over here as well, Steve. One behind oh, us as well. Happening. That is massive. So on both fields, simultaneously, uh, we've had wickets fall. I think that, that might have Is that the superstar Handano? Yes, yes. yes. Oh, she looks disappointed. Oh, she yeah. slapped the bat against the uh, pads. Not happy at all. Yeah, very good ball. That was Grace Digma, who's um, who's actually out there playing for the Northern Inland Bowlers. She bowls a little off spin, but she is actually the captain of the New South Wales ACT Country Under 19s. So she's a she's a very good player in her own right as well. So um, plenty of talented cricketers, cricketers out here. Plenty on the coast as well. So. I know Butes wants to ask you about the Ashes uh, rapidly oh, yeah. approaching. Well, it's all happening now. We've got, uh, what, four or five days away from the first test match up in Brisbane. Uh, the, we've decided on the uh, wicketkeeper, Alex Carey. Got a new captain, Patrick Cummins. Um, it's all looking really positive for the Aussies. Yeah, look, look they, they were good. And they also announced it looks like Travis Head's going to fill that vacant, or yeah. not vacant, but that, that number, number five, Uthman uh, uh, Kawaja and, uh, and Mitchell Stark. And rightly so, Mitchell Stark's been, a, been an integral part of the line. I, don't, I can't see you know, Jai Richardson putting a late claim, but I don't think you can go past our fast bowling, you know, especially the start of an Ashes. And you know, even England, they had their, their they're in the middle of a trial game at the moment. Ben Stokes come back after he's, he's been out for quite a while, so he, he bowled quite well as well. So I think it'll be a really enthralling content. I think day one at the Gabba is always of an Ashes series, is always an exciting day of the, the summer of cricket. And Jimmy Anderson, is he still out here? He's like, still out here, yeah. Mate, what is he, 39, 40 yeah. years of age? Yeah. I think this is like his sixth or seventh Ashes, Ashes. Yeah. which yeah. is just phenomenal. Um, and gee, he's been such an instrumental part of this England side for such a long period of time. He's just been so resilient. Like a number of times, I remember when he first came out when he was a bit younger and they said he'll never survive. He's not fast enough. He just bowls a swing on that Australian. Yep. And he did struggle a little bit. He's now just developed his game and you know, to a level now where on any condition, he went over to India on, on the flattest decks of the world and was able to take wickets with his reverse swing and, yep. and that. So he's, he's just a tireless performer, meticulous in his preparation and just an integral part still, even at his age of the England attack. What does the... Uh, what does having Ben Stokes in the England side mean for them? Like, obviously, he's such a a dominant player, not only with the bat, but also with the ball. And, and I guess he just brings so much confidence to the other players within his side. Oh, that's right. He's such a big impact. He's such an imposing figure. And mm. arguably, you know, behind Joe Root, probably their best player. But in relation to the team structure, if you can have a player in your side who can hold their spot in the side as a bowler on their own, or a batsman on their own, have one player do that. That is just so, that's so good for balance. Yeah, hey, they... hey, boys, uh, just a quick update. So the the batter to fall between the Central Coast and Newcastle was McGuigan. Uh, caught Bates, bowled Thompson. Uh, so went for a duck off five balls. The new batter in is is Smith, who's already hit a four off two two deliveries. And in the other game, so we saw Handano go, and as Gary said, it was Dignam. Handano had made five off six. And you saw how disappointed she was. She was mm. hoping for a big knock. Yeah, right. Well, because the other thing to keep in mind is that this is actually a selection carnival for the New South Wales countryside, which was no doubt Tommy would have mentioned when he was on yeah. here. So when you have one good score, you always like to back it up to, you know, you can get a couple of good scores in the bank and, you know, it, it certainly keeps you at the forefront of the selector's mind. I think that, that's what they all do. It's always always good to get that uh, a state cap, no matter what, what level it is. New Who's, player in for Coffs is Kate Jackson. Who's the uh, young girl here for the Central Coast bowling again? So that's Piper Hook. Piper so she, Hook. She's actually 16 years of age. She yeah. plays uh, locally for the Lizarrow Rimba 
Um, I spoke to Piper yesterday, I'm um, oh, sorry, on Thursday, and I think she's on, at the start now. This is day two of what will be five or six days of cricket in a row. Yeah, Between wow. this, representative cricket tomorrow, school cricket. And there's just so much cricket available now for, for the girls. It's just, um, yeah, really, really good for them. You must be incredibly proud of what you're seeing. Oh, look, to nice see where that, like you see, shot there is fantastic. But I just see where you see women's sport get to now. Like, and it's all, it is it is to the forefront of, of everyone nationally, the government, all the major sporting bodies to see to see women's cricket. And we, we spoke last week, Butes, about, about how at the, the Matildas at the top level and the, the, the WBBL, but yep. even at grassroots cricket, like these are the future of, um, you know, of, of the sport. And, and to get that... The gap between the top players and the, the next level, these are the ones who are, going to, who are going to close that gap. Hey, by the way, that is uh, Kirsten Smith, uh, who's now made nine off four, uh, including two fours early in her knock. And it's like uh, her coach, Tom Anderson, said, their philosophy is let's move this game along. Yeah, and, that, and that's the way T20 cricket is. And, it, you know, and Kirsten Smith, she's a Sydney grade cricketer as well, so she plays first grade cricket up there. So... She's got the experience behind her to do that. But then when you're first coming in, we spoke earlier on, it was about they still play cricket like 220 to one day. They don't change their game. But as they come along, and she does that, like, and Tommy says they'll move the game along. But if you haven't got the experience, very hard to do that in a, a safe, a, a, a controlled manner is probably the best way. Yeah, we, uh, we definitely want to get a preview of the men who play tomorrow. And yeah. we reminded Tom earlier about the magnificent win by the Central Coast here oh. last year, uh, defeating Newcastle for the first time in three decades. And uh, let's hope the men yeah. can do something similar. Yeah. What did Tom say about that? Did he, he uh, didn't mention too much about that? Oh, uh, no. What he did mention was the fact that Newcastle won the tournament. Yeah. <laughs> it's always a good, so, always the, a good comeback. Yeah. yeah, that, that, yeah. That, that's that, that's that works. probably a good one, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, live from Tugra, the Central Coast Regional Sporting Complex. And uh, what an absolutely fantastic tournament this is. The Regional Bash for 2021. I did notice, Buttes, Jaden Hodgson, who we've done a lot of stories on with uh, NBN TV, he scored a deal with the Sydney Kings. Mm. And so as a development player, he went to college in America. He's worked extremely hard and we're super proud that he'll play with the Sydney Kings this year. They take on Delhi, I think, tomorrow, the Sydney Kings, up against uh, Matthew Delavadova in Uh, round one of the competition. I didn't see it last night, but they reckon, like I saw a lot on social media, the Tasmania Jack Jumpers winners... So MBL is back in Tassie, Gary Birkinshaw. Yeah, well, how good was that? It was in, it was in overtime as well, um, and one of uh, one of Australia's better known bar- basketballs uh, was Nathan Sodi. He got actually uh, Sodi got e- uh, ejected just before um, full time. So from uh, from then they went on the Jack Jumpers. They're on on the board early. So good win, big crowd there as well. well yeah, done. fantastic news. Hey, hey this, Burko, I've got to say this Newcastle side they are batting really well. They sort of laid the foundation early and now they're starting to open their shoulders up. Gee, they're yeah. making some, uh, scoring some good runs here, Burko. Yeah, Kirsty Smith and, and Abby Taylor are actually Sydney first-grade players and Tommy said earlier they want, he wants them to take the game forward and they're certainly, they're certainly doing that at the moment and uh, just their experience and their ability to control the game is really coming out and yeah. you know, I think they're that, that Central Coast are really under pressure at the moment. Yeah, the latest update, 2 for 89 off 11.1. You mentioned about Abby Taylor, 42 off 25, and that includes eight fours. Yeah, and the interesting thing, though, Steve, like we spoke about you know, the double innings of that. We, you know, we've, Central Coast has dropped three catches in the last two overs, you know, which really puts them, you know, it's, it's hard, you know, it deflates the side, and uh, you know, it's hard giving 
hard getting good players out once, let alone giving them two or three three bats. Yeah, yeah, and I guess it makes it hard. Like you know, the, it's demoralising for the bowlers who put in that hard work and, and you know come up with that ball to create those yeah. opportunities, and they're just not taking advantage of them. Yeah, especially the, when they turn around, they hit a four. The yeah, ball, yeah, the next ball. The other match is uh, Coffs. Coast Chargers up against Northern Inland, and at the moment, Coffs are two for 60, and I've really liked the work. I know you said she's got to put the foot down, but Samara Mitchell at the top of the order, not out, 24 of 38 so far, and in fact, she's facing now, Buttes. Talk us through it. Oh, and it's a beautiful Oh, well-fielded too, but oh, indecision here. Yes, no, wait, sorry. No, we didn't get none of that sorry stuff, but... Nice little shot around the uh, the league side there. Hey, Burko, uh, Central Coast cricket continues this weekend. Yep, yep. So after uh, the deluge last week, we only got one uh, one game was able to be finished. But we've got uh, the second last round of our one-day competitions today. So we, we, we run the one-day and two-day competitions in, in conjunction for the main title, but we also have a separate one-day competition. So uh, second last round, Wyong only need one more point to actually qualify for the final. So they take on... Uh, they take on Lizaro today in a uh, in an important game at, at Baker Park, and I think the other big game is obviously King Cumber and Narara. I think they're playing at Aaron Arable, both in with a chance of making the finals. Narara uh, last year's. Uh, Champions in the one-day competition, so they'll need to to win their last two to have a chance of making making the final. So uh, it could be. And the other other big game is the one that's going to be at Jubilee Park. The entrance with uh, with with Jeff Hemming at, at the helm uh, is uh, taking on terrible matches. A big shout. There's a wicket there. A wicket has uh, fallen. Alyssa Andrews mate. LBW. So yeah. Abby Taylor is gone. So a big wicket there for the Central Coast. But the entrance is sort of struggling a little bit at the moment. Um, Last year's premiers, so but they'll need uh, to get back on winning track. And uh, Jeff, of course, Jeff got seventy last week, so he's a leading run scorer at the moment. So. Oh, that's handy. And what is it? Is a bit of a hangover for the entrance boys from last year? Or they have they changed their squad somewhat? Hey, hey, hey! Don't worry about the entrance. They will bounce back. They're a class act, and sometimes we've seen teams are a little slow to get cracking before Christmas, but after the break. Uh, don't worry, the entrance, they're the, the real, they're the real deal. Especially the two-day cricket. That's where they thats where they come to the fore last year as a two-day cricket. We, we haven't actually played first round of the two days last week. They got washed out. So yeah. from after, we've got one more two-day one more one day game and then the two days kick in. So I think you'll see there, with, they've, got, they've got plenty of class, the entrance. Uh, I think their bowling's a little bit not quite as strong as probably what it was last year. So that, that could be a bit of bit of work there that Jeff will have to work on there. Hey, Burko, can you preview tomorrow? The uh, So we've had the, tomorrow's the Bradman Cup. Is that Bradman Cup start. It's starting now. So the Bradman Cup up. They're up in uh, in Sawtell at the moment. So they're actually fielding up there, playing North Coast in round one. So um, so so they they're doing doing quite well. I should be able to give give you an actually uh, a score update here, going to the the trusty Bible of, of the phone. But they're they're a good good young side, the under sixteen. And, and Bradman Cup is the premier um, under sixteen competition in in New South Wales. So so at the moment, one for fifty two North Coast off. Uh, of 14 overs, so it's a good start mm. by North Coast. That's a that's a that's a pretty handy start up there. So so a bit of work there to do for the Central Coast side, but they they should do all right. We've got a good history in that competition. But you talk about the regional bash tomorrow, the males, so the, the male equivalent to, to what we were seeing here at the moment. So they they'll play two games tomorrow. The New, Central Coast will play Newcastle and Lake Macquarie tomorrow, and then they'll play their third game. They play Hunter next Sunday at uh, Raymond Terrace. So got a very good side led by Sean Eaton. So we won this competition. Two seasons ago, I think we actually we won the competition at the SCG. 
So uh, ah. got knocked out in the, in the first round last year, but back to the round-robin competition. So we're looking for a strong performance uh, by them tomorrow. Is that open age? Open age, yes. Yeah, yeah, right. And how do they select the Central Coast side? What was the process there? So well, so we've, we've got a, um, a group of rep selectors. So there's five of them who go, and, and you use the club cricket as a, as a main as a main guy. And a bit, of a bit of a change with the guard there as well. So we've got a, a bit of a mix of young youth and experience. We've got a new captain. Chris Archer's been doing it for a long time. So Sean Eaton's now stepping up. Uh, and Sean's got a lot of T20 experience uh, having played for Randwick in Sydney. So so we're looking forward. He's, he's excited. And the team had a training run on Wednesday night. So they're looking for a strong performance there. Hey, uh, boys, just in the last couple of minutes, I uh, just want to mention this before we go off the air. I don't know if you noticed, but Paddy Mills won the Don. Yeah. The Don Award, uh, after guiding Australia to their first ever Olympic basketball medal. And what a great ambassador on and off the court he is. Yeah, look, he, he, he's so, he does so much. He's, he's really Australian. He's gone overseas and had to ply his trade overseas, but he's, he's, he's never forgotten where he's actually come from. And he, even his Aboriginal roots, he's actually really big on that. I listened to the, to a podcast he actually did, and he just really speaks so passionately, passionate about where he actually comes from. Yes. He never forgets that. and. For what he's done for, for Australian basketball, not only at a national level, but over-applying over his trade with the San Antonio Spurs and now what he's doing at the Brooklyn Nets, yes. I think it's, it's just phenomenal. And Is uh, he, uh, he going to be... Like well, he's as good as Adam Peacock, yes. <laughs> Mate, he knows everything. Uh, I tell you... Unbelievable. Do the, you actually sleep at all or do you just <laughs> watch... watch TV, podcast, basketball. Oh, yeah. There's a good, me- good memory, I think. Good memory, yeah. They, they, they yeah. also named, uh, for the first time ever, I think it was called The Dawn. And it could be a player that uh, it could be someone from this era or a previous era or generation. And they named Yvonne Goolagong Corley yeah. uh, as the winner of The Dawn. So, you know, Australian Open winner, French Open, Wimbledon. Uh, US Open finalist as well, and just an absolute legend and such a famous name, Yvonne Goolagong Corley. Hey, uh, I've got to do this. Before we wrap the show this morning, uh, this guy is back with a horse racing tip. Oh, dear. He works at Robson Civil Projects. Oh, dear, oh, dear, oh, dear. <laughs> okay, and uh, he says, uh, Fergie says, race one in Sydney, number five, strange charm. Nice little each-way bet. So, Fergie, let's hope you deliver, my friend, and happy 50th from a couple of weeks ago. Hey, uh, Burko, thanks so much. It's been an absolute blast. Uh, Loving the regional bash, particularly watching the girls this morning. Yeah, look, Stephen and Bude, thanks very much for the opportunity. Thanks for coming out here. But also just want to thank you two guys for what you actually do for sport on the Central Coast. It's fabulous on every Saturday morning. I really enjoy it, and, uh, and so does everyone else who listens. So thank you very much for that.